Welcome, welcome, dear friend, to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan. I am your host. And if you're new here, welcome, because this is a little corner of the world that we love here in Team Paula Brennan, which is personal brand photography. And this episode today, I think, is going to be great for you if you've been perhaps thinking or toying with the idea of jumping into personal brand photography. Maybe you're offering it a little bit and you're maybe not sort of like fully convinced or maybe you just haven't really been able to make a crack of it. I really want this episode to encourage you to keep going and keep drilling down because I think that this particular area of photography is just going to keep growing. I was actually on the call with one of my students earlier this week and I was just saying like I think, you know, the the financial climate has really changed across the world and the one thing I know about working with small businesses is that they're all knuckling down and they're really digging in to work on their marketing more and more and what's an integral part of their marketing is images. <laughs> and so this little corner of the market is is just, you know, still flourishing, which is fantastic. So Today, what I wanted to do was unpack the reasons why I think you can thrive in 2024 by going down the path of really focusing and honing in on personal branding. Now, I'm not necessarily going to discard other areas of our photography industry at all, and that's not what I'm meaning to do with this. So please don't take this episode as me, you know, poo-pooing other parts of the industry, because if you haven't listened to this podcast before, I've actually come from working in weddings for, you know, probably two decades I was doing weddings. And I also had a very successful studio portrait studio. So I, I'm not at all suggesting that we're going to throw those beautiful corners of the industry or those genres out. However, I do know that say like a wedding business is it really, really can be quite seasonal, of course. You know, you can, you've got great periods of extreme busyness where, you know, I, I mean, personally, I used to find myself kind of hitting and nearing burnout every year in the fall season and in the spring season because, you know, sure, the money the money was great, but there is sort of like a, a definite season for both of those for the weddings. And I, I mean, like in the portrait business, I, I was lucky enough to be running my portrait business in a fairly good economy. But I suspect and I've heard from a lot of the students in my program that, you know, the the portraits have maybe sort of pulled back a little bit spending in those areas, not necessarily gone all completely, but it definitely has sort of tightened up a little bit. And so that's why I really wanted to focus in here today on why I think dipping into personal branding is really, really going to help you to expand your business and maybe stay buoyant in a fickle economy. So let's jump into my reasons why I think personal branding is really going to help you to thrive in the new year. So the first reason I would say is because you know, I I sort of touched on this at the start of the episode. This is really a massive growth area. We are right now really in the middle of the age of the personal brand. And by that, I mean, you know, every person on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, they have the capacity to hone their own personal brand 
and to really make themselves the celebrity inside of their business, right? And that's what we've seen with the rise of influencers, where we've seen with the advent of social media, is that people are really able to curate their own their own personal brand and really steer the direction of it. And so for me, images as is such an integral part of this. And I just Right now, I think, you know, everybody's sort of like um, trying to really cultivate their their own personal brands online. And it's it's a busy, noisy economy out there. <laughs> it's a busy, noisy space. And so I think that you'll find that more and more and more people are starting to recognize the power of having professional images that can really help to propel their personal brand. And really there's always there's obviously you've got people who are really good at doing it themselves and a lot of the time that's you know the younger generations particularly are able to you know take their own images and you know do all of that but most small businesses are very time poor and so they need us (laughs) they need us to help them right to be able to just tick this off their list and not have to kind of you know worry about taking photographs every single day and documenting what they're doing in their business visually every single day good small businesses will recognize the power of having marketable content available readily available to them and professional marketing content ready at their fingertips i like to say a bucket load of content and so i think you are just going to keep finding that this area this sector is just going to keep growing and growing more and more businesses are really recognizing the power of having a strong visual presence online and so i just can't see this going away now of course we have to discuss the elephant in the room which is ai and there is definitely an portion of the market that will probably use AI to generate images of themselves and marketing content for themselves. However, (laughs) I still think that people value experiences, right? So for me personally, I know that I like to have experience. I'm a very experiential consumer, I guess you could say. And so I think that you're going to find that, yes, a portion of the market will go and go to AI and they will be using computer-generated images of themselves in order to promote themselves. However, I think that there's still such a huge portion of the community that is going to want reality, that is really going to want authenticity. They're going to want images that truly represent who they are and how they show up in the world. And so I'm not scared at all by the AI. I think we just need to be you know, aware of it (laughs) and utilize it to the best that we can. If you didn't catch an episode I did a couple of uh, months ago about AI technology, go back and have a look at that episode because that one uh, is still getting me lots of um, comments and clicks because a lot of you still haven't discovered the editing AI softwares that are available to us and it's incredible, okay? So I'm not scared of the computer-generated images, more so I am readily adapting and I would encourage you to be doing that and utilizing AI to the best of your ability as well. Now, the second reason why I think that you can thrive if you jump on board personal brand photography is because there is an element of recurring income that can occur inside of your business that maybe you necessarily can't get in other sectors of your business. Now, for years when I ran my weddings, I always put my weddings on payment plans so that there was installments coming in rather than just that big chunk of change, you know, like a couple of weeks before the wedding. So I had set up a sort of system of recurring income within my business. However, the way that it operates with personal branding is just next level. 
we really have subscription style packages, which are kind of like a Netflix style subscription, right? People paying every single month, people paying, like understanding that this is an integral part of my marketing budget. Remember, personal branding comes from a completely different budgeting sort of mental game (laughs) because people recognize that they need to spend on marketing in business. So your your fee (laughs) is actually coming from a marketing budget. And a lot of small businesses might have kind of like cash flow issues. So they probably might appreciate being able to pay a monthly fee as such, and then having a certain amount of scheduled photo shoots with you, whether it's once a year, twice a year, whatever it can be. But that is definitely a reality within personal brand photography. And if you haven't sort of toyed with this idea before, if you haven't sort of pitch this. This is something that I teach inside of my programs um, in my VIP um, course particularly. And it really is such a great way to be able to steady out your cash flow and start to be able to create some predictable income inside of your business. So I would definitely encourage you to consider having some sort of like subscription style packages to offer your clients, because I definitely think that this is Uh, this is definitely a reality. It's a reality inside of my business and it can be a reality inside of yours as well. Now, the third reason why I think personal branding is a really, really good option to go for and it's going to help you to sort of thrive in the new year is because most of the time, if you're operating right with personal branding and you've got a good sales game and you understand the value of this style of um, photography content, you can actually sell it up front. Okay. So I know for you guys who are out there in the portrait world who are doing a, a session fee and then you're waiting and praying for a sale afterwards, this is probably most likely pricking your ears up right now. (laughs) But the reality is, again, that businesses understand that they need to invest. They understand the value of the experience and they understand the value of the actual images afterwards. And so most of the time you'll find that your clients are very accustomed to and very willing to do an upfront commitment of a package, which I know for me back in my portrait days would have been an absolute godsend because I can't tell you Sometimes, you know, you had that heartbreaking thing and we've all had this where one of your most beautiful sessions only buys one photo (laughs) (laughs) and you've got a hard drives most likely full of images as do I of images that can never see the light of day because they were never actually purchased. Now, again, not poo-pooing that business model because it's a very effective one and I do believe it has a place because I do believe that particularly when you're photographing women, as I was in my portrait studio, most of them don't believe that I can take a beautiful photo of them until they see it, right? So they're coming and I remember, you know, this. there was an energy and a, dyna- a dynamic of people walking up the stairs to come and view their photos. And I know in her heart of hearts, she was just praying that she was going to like one photo of herself, right? That maybe I might've been able to, to just capture that one image. And of course, they're always so beautifully surprised and overwhelmed when they find themselves loving more than what they don't love, right? So, so of course, that business model definitely has validity. But if right now you're struggling with getting average sales that you didn't, you kind of need inside of your portrait business, might I consider that you might consider offering a personal 
brand packages where your clients actually commit to a minimum payment upfront. Yeah. Because I think that you will find such a different energy in your business. You'll find such much more peace of mind. And you also just feel, for me personally anyway, I feel more validated and more enthusiastic on the photo shoot sometimes because I know exactly that I've already gotten paid before I've turned up to the job, yeah? So in in this in my business model, all of the clients usually have paid for the whole entire photo shoot up front. And so I feel very secure in turning up to that job and really investing my time and my energy in it because I know I've already been rewarded. And if I haven't been paid up front, if clients may be on a payment plan or there's some sort of split payment um, option that I've, I've offered to them in order for them to be able to afford the photo shoot, then I still know that there's a commitment of a specific amount of money that I'm going to get paid. And it's that's an energetic thing, right? I, like I talk a lot about business on this podcast, but you know, you're not in business to be a charity worker. You're in business to make money. And if you're not making money, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself in order to be able to serve more people and share your beautiful gift with more people. So it's just an energetic thing that I'm talking about here is just guaranteeing that energetically that you are going to be rewarded before you actually go onto a photo shoot. Not many industries work like we do, right? You don't have a plumber that turns up and then hopes to get paid. And, you know, like you, you get to judge the value of, of the quality of the work that the plumber's done. And then maybe you decide if you're going to pay. Not many industries work like we do. And so I, I kind of maybe want to challenge your thinking a little bit. If you're not currently offering like, you know, getting a guaranteed sale up front, maybe think about it even in your portrait business. Um, if, if you're working like this wedding photographers, you guys are cool. You're usually kind of getting that upfront commitment as well. Um, I hope <laughs> because there's a lot of work that goes into a wedding. So I hope you are getting paid upfront. If you're not, you might want to revisit that, but, uh, yeah. So I, I think that that's one of the biggest things for me in the way that I think personal branding can really help you to thrive is that upfront commitment of uh, of a payment. Now, number four I want to talk to you about is actually to do with post-production. Now, things have radically changed in the last kind of 12 to 18 months with the real rise of software like Aftershoot and Imagine and Avoto that can help you to really up your editing game. However, there is still a issue when you are doing things like weddings <laughs> uh, where you have an awful lot of images to sift through, no matter what AI software you're using. If you're coming home with 4,000 images in your camera, you still got 4,000 images to go through. Whereas on an average personal brand shoot day, I'm coming home with about maybe 600 images in my camera. So that's a drastically different amount of time that I need to spend in front of my computer. And I don't know about you, but that's not really where I want to be as a photographer inside of my computer. Now, I did talk about this again on the episode that I recorded. There are issues I know for a lot of photographers, especially those of you who started in the digital days where perhaps you're thinking that if you're not spending hours editing, then maybe you're not justified to charge the amount that you are charging. However, I've, I was born in the film days. I actually found a photo. My dad sent me a photo the other day of me in a, a dark room when I was maybe like six years old. <laughs> but once upon a time, we used to just send the film off to a lab. The lab would process it and it would come back and it would be done. So I think, you know, as a photographer, we don't need to be everything. We don't need to be 
uh, spending hours on post-production if that's not who you are as an artist, okay? So I'm going to try and help you to dispel any uh, kind of negativity or thoughts you might have about letting AI do the editing for you and just say that if you <laughs> if you uh, haven't tried it yet, please go and do. <laughs> but I do still believe that personal branding comes with a lot less post-production time, okay? I know this to be sure because I have done weddings, I have done studio portraits that required a lot of high-end retouching. And I know that with the style of personal branding that I offer, which is kind of more of a lifestyle-based personal branding, there is a lot less editing and post-production work required, okay? Now, I'm not gonna say that that's gonna necessarily help your business to thrive financially, but I think energetically, if you've got more time and more energy to focus on areas of your business that will help you to grow, which is things like doing your marketing or improving your sales techniques or perhaps, you know, improving your uh, backend systems or something like that, that is definitely going to help your business to thrive. Yeah. And I think energetically, <laughs> I speak to lots of you guys. I speak to photographers every week who are just really feeling overwhelmed right now. Where as we, at the time of recording, we're just about to click into December. And I know that a lot of you are feeling really overwhelmed right now with the pile of editing that's sitting on your table. So I think imagine this time next year, if you could have half the amount of editing to do, <laughs> I definitely think you'll probably have a happier season. <laughs> Now, the fifth reason why I believe that personal branding can really help you to thrive in your business is that it actually allows you to work remotely if you want to. So I've actually just come off the back end of a season. I was traveling for the last kind of four weeks intermittently. And that was, I was able to do so because it's very easy for me to grow my audience in different cities, utilizing social media and such. And I can easily go and do shoots in any city in the world that I want. Now, the reason I can do this is that I'm not bound to a studio to be doing uh, what I do. And also too, because I'm not really relying on word of mouth, which is what I used to do in my wedding business. So I've actually learned the skills of marketing and learned the skills of marketing online using social media and things. I can grow my audience in particular cities if I, if I choose to. And then of course I can go into those cities a couple of months later and I can do photo shoots there. And that is all because of personal branding. It allows me to do that. Now, of course you can do this in any genre of photography. So I'm not, cons I'm not at all insisting that you can't do this in any other genre. However, I have found that it has been easier for me to do this in personal branding space. There's also for me personally with that kind of idea of being able to work remotely, once upon a time, I was very heavily committed ahead of time when I was doing weddings and the lead time on personal brandings is so much more shorter. So it's usually the lead time is around three months, whereas with weddings, it was working around 18 months for me. On average, some weddings were committing two to three years in advance. And so obviously that sort of meant that once I was committed to that, I couldn't um, change it. And oftentimes I wasn't able to necessarily travel when I wanted to and do things like that. Now, 
it also affords a lot of people, doing weddings affords people a lot of opportunities to be able to travel to. So again, not insisting that that's not necessarily your truth <laughs> um, because I know that there's a lot of you who are successfully managing to work in different locations and travel to destinations and things because of weddings and it affords you the right to do that. But for me, in my own personal business, I was so heavily location-based and fixed that I just um, wasn't getting those opportunities to be able to travel with um, uh, the kind of the, the styles of weddings that I was doing. So for me, being able to kind of like spread my wings a little bit and work interstate and we're going to actually be coming to America in March, um, for me to be able to have those sort of opportunities to to work remotely is, yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful to personal branding for allowing me to do that. And so if you're thinking perhaps that you might want to kind of spread your wings and maybe do a little bit of traveling within your business, I think that personal branding can really offer you the opportunity to be able to do that um, as a genre once you get kind of well known for it. Now, number six that I believe, uh, and this is my own, again, personal lived experience that I think if you have a look into personal branding, if you haven't already been sort of dabbling in it, is what I found for me is that it allowed me to reduce my overheads drastically. So in 2019, in like this time, actually, it was about November 2019, I decided to close my studio. And in doing so, I slashed a huge, big chunk of change off of my balance sheet each year um, when it came to doing my my accounting because it drastically reduced my overhead. So me not having to rent a, a commercial space me not having to pay for the air conditioning, electricity, for the maintenance, for, uh, you know, having staff, having a second phone line, all of those sorts of things. Those expenses were drastically reduced. Now, if you're lucky enough to be able to operate from a home-based studio, then of course there are, there are definitely benefits to being able to do that and, you know, maybe to get some tax uh, write-offs and things like that or advantages from working from home. However, if you're like me, me and you are currently renting a commercial space, then uh, maybe can I suggest you might have a little looky over in this side of the fence to personal branding and maybe look at the benefits of being able to transition into a business model where you don't need to have a fixed space. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I do hire Airbnbs. I do hire houses to do my photo shoots in. And oftentimes I don't require to hire anything because a lot of times I'm going into clients' businesses or into their homes and onto other locations as well. However, I've done the maths and I'm definitely still better off in this business model because I'm not paying for a space that I'm not utilizing for half of the time. I used to get so frustrated because I was only shooting in my studio three days of the week. So there was another four days of the week where it wasn't being utilized. And I know, I know you're going to say, well, Paula, why didn't you lease it out? I was kind of a bit precious about it, if I'm going to be really honest. I didn't really like other people playing in my space. A lot of the backdrops I had personally painted, uh, a lot of the space was just so personal to me. I had dresses and costumes and, you know, all sorts of blankets and fabrics and things like that. And if I'm really honest, I just didn't want to see other people playing with it. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I know that that's a little bit rude to admit, but that is the honest to goodness truth of my world. Um, I did sublet it out a couple of times, but when I got back, it just kind of felt like it was sort of like somebody else had slept in my bed. Do you ever have that feeling? And you're like, things just aren't exactly the way that I would have left them. So <laughs> 
So I want you to maybe consider this. If right now you're feeling like the rent on your studio is kind of killing you, I'm not suggesting that you throw out the baby with the bathwater at all. I definitely do what I did, which was I slowly transitioned. I started hiring spaces. I played with that a little bit. I made sure that I was making enough income from personal branding before I made the, the decision to close the studio business. Um, so I definitely, please, 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 please don't go and think that you need to jump all in on this without having some sort of a safety net at all. However, I do know that if you're feeling crippled right now, which is what sort of started happening to me towards the end with my studio, I started just feeling creatively frustrated if I'm a little bit honest, because I knew that I was ready to expand my wings and I wanted to shoot in other spaces. Um, Please know as well is that I had come obviously from a wedding background. So I was kind of used to a lot of variety in backdrops and shooting out on location. And so after a while, I found myself doing like, you know, my, my shoots were all half in the studio and then I was taking people out to other locations and for me personally that you know I still love the studio I loved my old space but I was ready to let go okay so please don't think that I'm suggesting again that you you know make any sudden rash decisions but I definitely know that by you know jumping into personal branding it did help me to reduce some of the overheads and some of the pressure that I was feeling to keep the doors of that studio open now the last thing I'm going to say for you when it comes to, you know, thriving in 2024 and maybe personal branding being the tool that can help you to get there is that I truly think that it can help you to get back your life. (laughs) Okay. Now I know that I, and I'm going to tread lightly with this one because I, I don't, I really don't want to make anybody feel bad about any of their decisions or, or anything like that. But There was definitely a point that it came to for me when I was working with wedding clients, there was a non-negotiable factor that most weddings happen on the weekends, right? And so I will speak very vulnerably and openly with you now and say that I missed a lot of big occasions in my family. I missed a lot of birthdays in my youth. And I missed a lot of weekends with my daughter when she went to school because I was still committed to doing weddings. And that's just a, that's just a natural switch that happens. Children go to school, therefore the weekends become the only time that you can spend with your kids. And unfortunately for me, I probably spent a little bit too long in my daughter's younger life on the weddings, on the wedding trail. Um, and that was just, a, it, I, it was something I had to do. That was, that, that was what I needed to do. It did allow me a wonderfully and beautifully when I was doing weddings to be able to drop my daughter to school and pick her up from school pretty much 99% of the time. So it did afford me that flexibility. However, when it came to doing the portraits, I found again, I was having to sacrifice my weekends and my holidays because that's when most of the women that I was photographing were able to do and are able to bring in their families as well. And so I found myself getting to a point where I had to keep sort of, I'd mark out a weekend and I'd say, please don't book a job. Don't book a job, Paula. Don't book a job. But that was the only weekend that that family could do. And so I found myself constantly compromising my own family time in order to be able to put other pe- other families needs first. That's my reality. It might not be yours, but I definitely know that in walking into personal branding, I have not worked a weekend since apart from when I have done the occasional wedding for friends and things. <laughs> 
Okay. So for me, there's a huge thing. And I, and I actually even just got an inquiry this week and she said, we're going to have to do it on a Saturday. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't do Saturdays. And she came back with a, a, an alternative day. Would you believe? Of course she did. <laughs> Businesses get it, right? They're not going to try and push you to do weekends and they're not going to try and get you to do stupid hours businesses want to work within business hours. And in this sole factor alone, I solely think that personal branding can really help you to thrive. Because right now, if you are finding yourself having to do things like I did, which is compromise your weekends or your family time, or even time for yourself, personal branding really gives you the tools and the ability to be able to say no to things that you don't want to do and uh, create more space to say yes to the things that you do want to do. So I truly, truly, truly believe, and I, and I, I really do, I do believe that personal branding can help you to thrive in your business, in your photography business in so many different ways. Yeah. So I've only just unpacked seven in this, but there is a lot of other benefits. I know there's, an, and if you listen to this episode, you'll, you'll hear me banging on about this, but I hope if you're feeling like a little bit in a funk in your business, perhaps right now, or you're needing a little bit of a change, or you're just looking forward to 2024 and you kind of want to make sure that you have either security or creativity or inspiration. I hope that this episode maybe has perhaps unlocked something for you and maybe you might come and have a little play in the personal brand space if you're not already. Now, my friend, I've also created a PDF guide to to accompany this episode. So if you would like to download that, please go and check the show notes for this episode because you can get your hands on that guide. And uh, again, it's just me spruiking this beautiful space called personal branding. And of course, my friend, if you want my help to help you to navigate your way into personal brand photography, I have many different ways that I can help you to support you no matter where you are and what stage you're at in your business. So my friend, I hope this again has been helpful and I look forward to connecting with you next time.